new day, a new day, another dollar, right? Another day, another dollar. Usa, usa, usa. This is the Riding the Bench Eagles podcast. I'm Asif Body, and the last time I made an episode, I was irate at the news regarding Hassan Reddick and the Philadelphia Eagles, and that they gave him permission to seek a trade. I was irate because I actually had a different plan for an episode, and then the news broke immediately as I was beginning to record, so I gave my raw reaction, my raw emotional take on the situation, and now I've had time to sit back and relax on it, contemplate it, and ultimately now I understand the move by the organization. As we have a lot of contracts that are due coming up, especially next year for 2025, so, if we end up re-signing Hassan Reddick for an exorbitant amount of dollars, then yes, it would be a very, very tough sell in Philadelphia Eagles land. Now, ideally, we don't want him to go, and Hassan Reddick has even said so, that he doesn't want to leave Philadelphia. He would like to restructure. He would like to get an extension done, rather. And we'll see how it goes. Harry Roseman has done some pretty remarkable things when it comes to the salary cap and making money appear. So we shall see with Hassan Reddick. But that is not what today's episode is about. We're going to go forward and talk about free agency just a little bit, okay? Now, I know the free agency period hasn't started, and a lot of the contracts and a lot of the players who are going to come back who have been re-signed, all the... All those things that get into, you know, the complexities of the offseason hasn't necessarily happened yet. But I think we need to take a second and just kind of look at the roster in Philadelphia and think about what exactly it is that we really need to shoot for, considering the draft, considering who's available, considering our cap dollar situation, and assuming, let's say, that we don't get a deal done with Hassan Reddick and we're not being able to trade him by the time the offseason begins – and all these guys come back, how much money do we have to work with, and who can we possibly get to improve this defense? Because ultimately, that is the goal of the offseason. It's not necessarily to fix what's going on on the offensive side. We feel, at least most of us in Eagles land, feel that that's going to get done with the hiring of Kellen Moore. And you could take a look at my reaction to that. I'll put that episode card somewhere up here. You could take a look at that one. The defensive side of the ball. Free agency, who can Philadelphia get to improve this roster? Let's first start off with this. We have about $20 million in cap space right now with everybody on the roster at the moment. That's not, you know, that, that's with no moves at all, which is like ranked 18th or 20th in the NFL, which isn't terrible, not great. Here's a couple of things we could do to make that number go up. Yeah, we can get the, the extension done with Hassan Reddick. We can get an extension done with Josh Sweat. That's certainly true. Restructure their contracts, get a little bit more money on the front end. Perfectly fine. But let's assume that we don't do that. And let's just look at moves that we can do right now to immediately get money in the cap space. You could cut Avante Maddox and save close to $9, 10000000 million on the cap. And you can cut Kevin Byard and, you know, save what? 12 13 million dollars on the cap or something like that and with all the dead money situation all the complexities of that basically those two guys being cut alone give philadelphia an additional 
$15 million essentially in the cap space, and that's via spot track. So this isn't math that I've done myself. This is math that they did, and you can go look at that situation over there and figure that math out for yourself. So let's just go under the assumption that if we cut Kevin Byard, which is a fiscally responsible thing to do, and we cut Avante Maddox, who as much as we love him, is also a fiscally responsible thing to do considering the fact that he's never on the field, he's always hurt, he's coming off of injury, and he's not coming off of the best football that he's played in his career, it would be wise to cut him and take the dead money cap it. There. You have $35 million to play with. And if you look at the free agency class right now, there's a lot of talented players and a lot of guys who are looking for a big, big payday. And in Philadelphia, we also have to look at what Harry Rosen likes to spend his money on and see whether or not he's willing to take a plunge on some of the big key free agents out there. Guys like a Patrick Queen who would be ideal in Philadelphia, but he plays linebacker, and we all know Harry Rosen isn't necessarily a guy to spend big money at the linebacker position because a guy like Patrick Queen, for example, again, via Spock track, he is projected potentially to have a market value of close to, what, $19 million? And that's because he is an elite linebacker. He hasn't missed a game. He play, He's an elite tackler, really good in cover. Like he's, He is a quality linebacker in the NFL, and he's due for a big payday. And is Philadelphia in position to go ahead and get a guy like Patrick Queen? We have the cap space for it for sure. But is he really worth $19 million? To be honest with you, I say no. I don't think so. And to be honest with you, a guy like Patrick Queen, maybe he would want to go to a place like Seattle where he could reunite with Mike, McDan Mike McDonald over there who got the head coaching position in Seattle, bring a new face to the defense, be the leader of that unit because I don't think Bobby Wagner is in Seattle right now. I don't know what they're going to do on the defensive side of the ball. They're having a new regime there. Patrick Queen can go in there and be a fresh face here. So let's cross him off the list. And let's look at some of the value plays that Harry Roseman can potentially go after in free agency at linebacker. And the guy that a lot of people in Philadelphia are talking about is Andrew Van Grinkle, who played with Miami last year under the Vic Fangio system. And last year he made, what, $2.5 million and had really, really good production at that position. He played some pretty damn good football. And he's a guy that... Again, is familiar with the system. He could fill a need who low value, high reward, just like Howard Roseman likes to go after. And he's a guy who's an eagleless player. And if we bring him in, I can guarantee you he's not going to cost a lot of money. Maybe at the most, five, ten million dollars per year. At most, maybe even seven million. Let's go with the happy medium there. Let's just say he costs seven million dollars per. That's pretty damn good value for a guy who's been in this system before, who would fulfill a need at linebacker and can come in immediately make an impact. And, you know, if we decide to trade Hassan Reddick, could be a guy that could take place for him and get good value out of him. Now, it would, it would always be a step down from Hassan Reddick. I'm not denying that. But again, considering the value, considering the fact that we would be saving money on cap room and bringing in a player who can give us really good production out of a linebacking core that was putrid, I think that's probably the play that Harry Rosen is going to go for. So to me, if I were a Philadelphia Eagle fan, 
part of the organization. I would be looking at Andrew Van Grinkle, bringing him in. He would fit like a glove, and Vic Fangio trusts him. He knows what he could bring to the table, and he's a guy who would just fit seamlessly into the system where you don't need to have a whole language barrier gap, all that good stuff there. So, and he again, if he costs seven million dollars, Philadelphia's got a lot of money to play with at that point, and honestly, that's always a good sign. The last guy that I think Philadelphia should look at, and it's a name that I don't know if I'm sure some Eagle channels have been talking about him, but he's a safety from Baltimore in Geno Stone. Now, he just came off a year where he had seven interceptions, played tremendous football for the Baltimore Ravens, and considering the fact that he made very little money last season, a little bit less than $2 million on the season, the big payday for a guy like Geno Stone to me would seem like less than ten million dollars. And if I'm gonna, and if I'm the Philadelphia Eagles and I'm looking at that, I'm thinking to myself, hey, I could bring in a guy like Geno Stone, who's a ball hawk, who's a hard hitting safety, came from a culture in Baltimore where that's tough. So you got toughness on the back end now, and the value play for him, I think Spock Trek has him making a projected value of what seven million dollars per year. Let's just even say he's eight to nine million dollars per year. To me, that's well worth it, considering that you have Reed Blankenship, who's an undrafted rookie free agent. You have Sidney Brown, who's on a rookie contract, even though he's coming off an ACL. You have Justin Evans, who again, you saw the money that we spent on the back end in Philadelphia in regards to the safety position. Harry Roseman didn't necessarily break the bank in terms of getting guys like that. So a guy like Geno Stone who is a low-value, quality player, comes from an organization that brings on toughness, that has a great culture, and has played in big games before, to me, would be a really, really welcome addition on the back end of Philadelphia, especially considering Reed Blankenship's not necessarily known as the greatest coverage guy. You have Darius Slay still, and you still have raw prospects in Keely Ringo and Eli Ricks there, and then we also know James Bradbury, that bum he's still on the roster and i doubt anybody would trade for james bradbury and you know listen i i, I would take a sack of freaking cherries for a guy like james bradbury but what team's gonna take on that contract so let's assume that we have him on the roster he may not get playing time but you need somebody on the back end that's gonna make some noise and again if the object is to save money and get a quality player Geno Stone, to me, is the play because there's been talks about Philadelphia trying to shoot for a guy like Antoine Winfield, who is projected to make $19 million on the safety market. Xavier McKinney is also a free agent who's from the Giants, went to Alabama, really, really good football player. He's projected to make like $12 million a year. So to me, if you're going to go for a value play, Geno Stone's the guy. A ball hawking, good tackling, safety, quality player is not going to be spectacular by any means, but you know he's going to be solid. You know he's not going to give up big plays. You know he's going to bring toughness, and he's just a good football player. And quite frankly, if he comes on your roster, he's just going to be the best safety on your football team walking in the door immediately, especially considering Reed Blankenship and Sidney Brown are going to be with us for the next few years. So, 
to me, those would be the guys that I would go after. But you also have to save money for what we're going to do in the draft, as we have like what nine, ten draft picks coming in this upcoming uh, draft class. So I'm sure Howard Roseman is going to try to do things to adjust things for the next few years to get depth at offensive line, to get depth at the front seven, things that he always has done throughout his tenure in Philadelphia. So to me, the key guys to get is Andrew Van Grinkle, the linebacker from Miami. I think more likely than not, he's going to be a Philadelphia Eagle, considering he played under Fick Fangio. And the guy that I would want, who I think Harry Roseman can eye on and get the best bang for his buck, is a guy like Geno Stone, a quality safety, who would help on the back end, and you wouldn't necessarily have to break the bank to get a quality player like that. And that's honestly right up Harry Roseman's alley. So... Again, we shall see going forward what Philadelphia is going to do. But this offseason is going to be very, very interesting for us. And I'm very, very curious to see as to who are the players that Harry Rosen is going to eye on. And considering what we're going to do with Hassan Reddick, James Bradbury, and some of the other veterans on the roster as they are looking to get paydays. Maybe they're looking for a farewell tour like Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox. Who knows what we're going to do here. But one thing is for sure. This is a really, really intriguing and a very, very important offseason for Harry Roseman and the Philadelphia Eagles organization. Because right now you saw the Niners, they had a really, really tough break in the Super Bowl. And who knows what it's going to be like to try to get back to that level of game again. You already saw what happened in Philadelphia after a heartbreaking loss. Could that happen to the 49ers, considering that they're a year older, they have guys who are due for big paydays? Their window is now to go and get the Lombardi Trophy with this rendition of the Philadelphia Eagles. Harry Wilson's got to really pull some magic out of his hat. Because if he doesn't, this could be a very, very long time before we're back into the big picture once again. Hey, you got through a full episode of the Riding the Bench Eagles podcast. Thank you for watching. If you want to support the channel, hit the like and subscribe button below. You can also check us out on Instagram at the Riding the Bench podcast with a K instead of C in the word podcast. And also check us out on audio platforms like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, you name it, we're on there. All that is in the description below. Please come back next time for the Riding the Bench Eagles podcast. Thanks for listening.